Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is Think Tank Thursday. It is uh, 9.07. Telephone number to call, 800-529-5572. If you're local, 874-9390. Or you can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. It'll pop right up in studio. No Jim Babka today, but we do have Kevin Jackson, the Kevin Jackson Network. Kevin, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hey, real quick. The Wimkin bought Politichatter and another company called Mumblet. And the people who invested in Politichatter can convert their stock to Wimkin, which is uh, is uh, being traded. It's it's privately held, but it is being traded. It's got a value of about 178 bucks a share. That's bona fide. So make sure you you're going to get a note about this because I know a couple of people did get in get involved with that because of me, and we finally got that sold. I wanted to make sure everybody got hold. So you can get a Wimkin.com stock. Get a hold of me if you need to know the details, but uh, something should be going out to you soon. And uh, as far as, uh, you know, what we were doing on Politichatter, you should check it out. People should go over there. It's a, an amazing place. And you can find it's kind of like True Social, but it's like Facebook. And um, you can go over there, and I'm over there every day putting stuff up. I've got a TV show that will be starting over there. So it's a cool, plot, cool spot. Okay. Um, I know this is going to be a shock. But Uh-oh. apparently, according to this headline, more than half the people of the world will be overweight or obese by 2035. What? Uh, yeah. Wow. More than half the world's population will be overweight or obese by 2035 without significant action, according to a new oh, report. I mean, this is, a, this is the biggest existential threat to mankind next to what, climate change and, and uh, not teaching CRT in schools or, you know, I mean, what are we going to do, Gary? I, well, I think we have to react. write some I mean, laws. We're even on the phone right now. We've got a threat, man. We've got to write some laws. You know, you, you, you're <laughs> a the couch obese potato. police. <laughs> yes, the obese police. Well, that's why the WEF is going to limit us to, what, 2,500 calories a day. And, yeah. you know, can you imagine? I mean, just, let's just play that out. 2,500 calories a day. People are going to be beating each other up for their food or for their food card or whatever. <laughs> and, I mean, I can just see fat people going on a rampage. I'm getting my food today. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brian, can you bring up that pizza, the yeah, pizza I delivery that. Uh-huh. audio? Yeah. Because that fits right in here. The World Obesity Federation's 2023 Atlas predicts 51% of the world or more than 4 billion people will be obese or overweight in the next 12 years. And the rates of obesity are rising particularly quickly among children and in lower-income countries. we got to save the children, Gary. we oh. got to save the children. Well, you know, we've been telling kids don't eat red meat, don't have I a know. steak, don't... Farting don't cows, eat. man, is what's doing it, is he's farting cows. Yeah, well, except they don't fart, they belch, but that's okay. A <laughs> uh, little flatulence uh, from the rest of us will make up the difference. But uh, here's uh, a take from the ACLU that's uh, rather old and dated, but still perfect. Okay. Pizza Palace, guaranteed hot in 30 minutes or it's free. This is Mary. May I take your order? Hi, uh, Mary. Yes, I'd like to order. Is this Mr. Kelly? Uh, yes. Thank you for calling again, sir. I share your national identification number is 610-204-9998-45-54610. Is that correct? Uh, yes. 
Thank you, Mr. Kelly. I see you live at 736 Montrose Court, but you're calling from your cell phone. Are you at home? I'm just leaving work, but I'm... Oh, we can deliver to Bob's Auto Supply. That's at 175 Lincoln Avenue, yes? No, I'm on my way home. How do you know all this stuff? We just got wired into the system, sir. Oh, well, I'd like to order a couple of your double meat special pizzas. Sure thing. There'll be a new $20 charge for those, sir. What do you mean? Sir, the system shows me that your medical records indicate that you have high blood pressure and extremely high cholesterol. Luckily, we have a new agreement with your national health care provider that allows us to sell you double meat pies as long as you agree to waive all future claims of liability. What? Do you agree, sir? You can sign the form when we deliver, but there is a charge for processing. The total is $67 even. $67? Well, that includes the delivery surcharge of $15 to cover the added risk to our driver of traveling through an orange zone. I live in an orange zone? Now you do. Looks like there was another robbery on Montrose yesterday. Hmm... You could save $48 if you ordered our special Sprout Submarine Combo and picked it up yourself. Comes with tofu sticks. Those are very tasty, sir. Good value, too. <laughs> I want double meat. Well, I'm sure you can afford the $67, then. You just bought those tickets to Hawaii. They weren't cheap, eh? <laughs> oh, but I see you checked out the budget beach bomb at the library last week. Hmm. Up to you, sir. All right, all right. I'll get the Sprout Subs. Good choice, sir. <laughs> Gotta watch that waist if you're hitting the beach, eh? 42 inches. Wow. Man, I'd say tofu and sprouts is, like, required. That's how much? Just between you and me, there's a $3 off coupon in this month's Total Men's Fitness magazine. Your wife Betty subscribes to that, right? Anyhow, clip that and it's $19.99 even. Whoa, looks like you maxed out on all your credit cards. Bring cash, okay? Well. That's hysterical. Is that not, what, isn't that where we're headed? It, that's where we are, yeah. And, you know, we joke about things like that today. And I'm going to tell you, don't be shocked at all when it when it's a reality, because they have this they have that kind of information on us. They just, you know, they and they subtly, uh, you know, I mean, the NSA has everything. And, and at some point, I think we will find ourselves in this draconian way. It was funny. I was talking about this with this whole Michael Irvin deal where he was accused of impropriety at the Marriott during the Super Bowl and Michael Irvin's like give me the video you have surveillance video on the Marriott's like well no our employees said it but we have the surveillance but no and he had to go to court to get the video and it made me think about J6 we had to we literally had to beat the video out of the Democrats and what are they saying now Gary well we can't show it because of national security how so well, what are we? What what about the capital? Is this going to reveal in national security? And then the other thing that they say is it's not just a national security threat, but it could be altered. Well, how could it be altered if you have the original? You have the original. If Tucker alters anything, you can say, nope, here's the entire thing in context. So what are you con really concerned about? You're concerned about us getting to the truth. That's it. And that and Michael Irvin's asking for his video. He's going, I didn't do anything. Give me the video. It'll prove it. And give me my hundred million dollars. And I think I, I love it as a backdrop for everything that's going on, because that's what the left is do. They put it in our face. We have video evidence. They they get it. They're in control of it. Then they manipulate it and try to make all this sound like, you know, ooh, look at these conservatives. And then as soon as you get to the truth, oh, look at them. They're wanting to expose the truth. They want to expose you, you know, to all this stuff. This is how it works. And it's pathetic. Did you, uh, I'm sure you've, you've covered this. But the uh, Washington Post uh, wrote up this thing about the FBI and the Justice Department over the Mar-a-Lago raid. Months of disputes between Justice Department prosecutors and FBI agents over how best to try to recover 
classified documents from Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago club and residence led to a tense showdown near the end of July last year, according to four people familiar uh, with the uh, discussions. Prosecution argued the new evidence suggested Trump was knowingly concealing secret documents at his Palm Beach, Florida home, urged the FBI to conduct a surprise raid uh, at the property, but two senior FBI officials who would be in charge of leading the search resisted the plan as uh, too combative and proposed instead to seek Trump's permission to search his property, according to four people who spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe the sensitive investigation. So clearly what's going on here is uh, the Justice Department only acting to make sure they got those papers, decided to ignore the FBI's request and uh, compel them to go with ARs-15s and uh, bulletproof uh, SUVs and uh, raid uh, Mar-a-Lago. Well, no, I didn't, haven't heard this, but I'm not surprised. I mean, I heard Christopher Ray say that the FBI didn't interfere in the 2020 election and work, you know, with Twitter and Facebook and all these other people to squash the story on Hunter Biden. I heard him say it with his own mouth. And, oh, we didn't do, we, we would not do that. And Brett Bear's like, well, you did it. Here's what you did. And, and, but, and that's what I'm, I'm getting to. Even when you have overwhelming evidence that shows here's what you did. What do they do? They either deny it or they say, well, in the spirit of transparency, let's not show the evidence. Why? Well, the American people might get a little afraid. They might think that the democracy is under fire. No, they might find out the truth. And here's what's interesting, Gary. Look at everything that we're, we've, we're talking about. Russian collusion, Ukrainian extortion by Donald Trump. Uh, the Wuhan virus, he said, was originated in China. He said, take hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. All these things were debunked at the time as conspiracy. And, I, and by the way, I could go on for the rest of this segment. And now what do we find out? Oh, you know what? What well, we already knew, America. Yes, it did. The Wuhan virus did, it did come out of Wuhan where Chinese and Wuhan were dropping like flies. And oh, by the way, there happens to be a Wuhan Institute of Virology there. I know. Very coincidental. But yes, it did come out of there. There was no Russian collusion. Trump didn't uh, interfere with Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. Every single day, we find out what we already know with our common sense is true. And let me give you a couple more before the break. Hunter Biden, his laptop, we already knew was guilty. He is in collusion with his dad in a business, and Joe Biden is the big guy. I know, hard to believe that Kevin Jackson's coming out with these conspiracy theories on your yeah, show. I'm but... stunned. I'm really, I'm stunned. <laughs> Not. Uh, by the way, I was being facetious about the Justice Department only deciding to raid Mar-a-Lago because they wanted to make sure they got their papers. Clearly, they were doing the raid the way they did uh, because they wanted to besmirch uh, Trump's sure. reputation. Sure. Not being a big Trump fan, but I'm telling you, they really went hard to... To, um, to make him look bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree. But the FBI, there were a couple of agents, the FBI, who were going, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't have to do this. Well, why aren't these guys in control? Because, see, these are guys that, these are the ones we trust. These are the ones that make us remember Efren Zimbalist Jr., right? Why aren't they in control? Why is it these politicos like Comey, who has no law enforcement experience, why does he get it? And, and Ray, he's just a political appointee who's there to, to carry water. 
put the people who really understand that this is not about politics. I know with us, if anything that, that Biden's and his family are doing were done by Trump or anybody you happen to like, I would be the same person talking about get these guys. I don't want any corrupt people in politics. I don't want people feathering their nest on the behalf of the American citizens at all. I don't want people getting us into wars that we don't need to be in because they're covering their butts. How about we just start living this living in this country with the idea that we're protecting American citizens by doing the right thing? Well, on that cheerful note, I'm going to stop and take a break because Brian <laughs> didn't want his paycheck to bounce. Uh, but we'll come back. We'll take your calls, 800-529-5572 or 8 it's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. Kevin Jackson, the Kevin Jackson Network on a Think Tank Thursday. No Jim Babka in the next segment of the program, uh, but we do have the rest of the team. Dave Roland is going to be with us. Uh, we've got um, mo, uh, MoFirst.org. Uh, so we've, we've got a, a pretty full Think Tank. Uh, but in the meantime, back to Kevin Jackson and this, uh, I don't know, this Dr. Fauci story, if this has made it to your desk yet or not. But there is a scientist, um, a virologist, out of Great Britain, who on January 31st of 2020, <laughs> said, are you familiar with this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says, uh, look, you know, we've, we've looked at this and um, we can't imagine how this is natural. This, right. this had to have been built in a lab. That's essentially, I'll give you the exact quote. One has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features look engineered. Eddie Holmes, Bob Carey, Mike Ferguson, and myself all find the genome inconsistent with evolutionary theory. Now, that, uh, that statement came out January 31st, 2020. Then he has a meeting with Fauci, and uh, he gets uh, millions of dollars from uh, from Fauci. Say it ain't so. Oh, it ain't so, but it is. <laughs> and suddenly he comes out and says, no, nah, I don't think this was lab made. This, this occurred naturally. Literally a month, not even a month, January yeah. 31st to February 4th. Now, what could he yeah, have uncovered four, in four, four days? days? Four or five days later, it was very quick. Yeah. And and I think that even goes to show you, it would be different if a month later he met with Fauci, he did research, it took him a month, and he was, you know, after reviewing your, the notes and what we have, what have you, uh, I see where I was wrong. But he's not doing that. He, he's Four days later, he hasn't had time to do any more research. It's just, oh, shoot, the money hit the bank account. It's in there. Okay, new <laughs> new new message. Huh. And look, you 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 fell on a sword about this not long ago, talking about how you feel like the the vaccine killed your 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 sister. And the every time these types of stories come out, it just validates what we already know. Look, we knew this virus started in China. We knew some of us knew from all the evidence given that this was all the experts were lying to us about this vaccine. Well, the minute that I heard, don't worry about natural immunity, I went, eh, cry foul. You know, what else have we known? We know these things from common sense. And we, we the, I'm going to say this to the audience, stop doubting your common sense. It is not steering you wrong. When you're listening to these people talk about these different, like Hunter Biden, I mean, I, I, it might be my laptop. I, I mean, I, it could be Russian misinformation. I mean, but it could have been that it was stolen. I mean, I don't know if I turned it in. What are you talking about? You know this happened. 
you know what? Some guy just out of the blue decided to come up with his laptop, and I know it feels like I'm jumping around, but I'm just making the bigger point that our common sense rarely steers us wrong, particularly when it comes to, to this administration. They are liars. They are professional liars, and everything is a narrative. If you believe them, inflation's good for you. Gas prices being higher are good for you. Your, your salary being diminished and not keeping up with inflation is good for you. Higher interest rates are good for you in the economy. Uh, redef- the redefinition of what it means to be fat, redefinitions of what it means to be a recession. Everything for them is smoke and mirrors. <sighs> we are in so, so much trouble, for, and will be for at least the next two years. Uh, 874-9390, the toll-free number, 800-529-5572. What do you think about Fetterman uh, being hospitalized for depression and then his uh, his bride <laughs> scooting out of the, the country? Uh, I think, look, Fetterman is a perfect example of leftism. They knew this guy was compromised. He was brain damaged. And I don't mean it in a, you know, he had a stroke. He couldn't communicate. So he was physically and mentally incapacitated. This happened during the cycle. They still cheated him in. He gets cheated in. He first thing he does is he gets lightheaded. He has to go in. He gets out for that. Then he checks himself in for depression, which you know if a Democrat's checking himself into the hospital, that's bad news. Now they're claiming that he's in worse shape than we thought, which of course are the byproducts of a stroke. And what do they do? They hide him out. His wife leaves. And supposedly he's been in set, Congress is in session. What's he doing? Is he voting? Is he voting incapacitated? Why don't they go ahead and hold a special set, let the guy appoint Pennsylvania, appoint a person to take over for Fetterman and have a special vote? They don't want to do that because they don't know, know if they can win. I mean, look, this, it's a perfect example. They will put Joe Biden in, who's a brain-damaged president. They'll put Fetterman in, who's obviously got some brain maladies because of his stroke. They don't care. They will elect AOC, who you, I don't need to talk about. You already know what her brain damage is. Look at the <laughs> members of the Congressional Black Circus, where one of them thinks Guam can tip over, and the other one thinks that hurricanes are a part of a racist plan by people messing with the weather. I could go on to talk about their lunacy. And these are the people making laws for us. Well, I don't know how things could possibly get any better. <laughs> it's better because we're winning, Gary. We're winning in the court of public opinion. Uh, we're getting more and more transparency, and we cannot stop the fight. And we're now controlling our own social media. We're about to start controlling our own uh, pop culture and a host of other things that are coming. We're starting to laugh again. We're laughing at them, and we're watching them implode on themselves. All the comics that are going out of business that nobody wants to listen to. You Look at Bill Maher now. He's a staunchly on, in the right. I mean, every time the guy opens his mouth, he's in the right. We took over a social media site, Twitter. It's not all the way back, but at least we got something back. The media is in triage on their side. I mean, they're losing TV shows. They're losing pop culture icons. I could go on. There's great news, but we just have to remember they are idiots, and you need to tell them. Did you listen to Ted Cruz going after uh, Garland? I did. Uh, you know, I'm going to play. Uh, we we sort of teased a little bit of it yesterday, but in the next segment of the program, we're going to play some more of this because Cruz really does. He eviscerates him, and good for him. Yeah, he really really nails it. So uh, that'll be coming up in the next segment. Then we have the Show Me Institute on board. Dave Rowland is going to be with us. Uh, Ron Calzone, BoFirst.org. We got a full boat of Think Tank Thursday, and fortunately, we kicked it off.
with Kevin Jackson. The Kevin Jackson Network. Kevin, thanks, buddy. Take care, brother. Talk to you. <laughs> what? All right, quick break. We'll be back. Ted Cruz next. Not really, just the audio. On the Gary Nolan Show. This is the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Let me me start with this. It is uh, 36 minutes after 9 o'clock, and we're going to go to this uh, audio. It was just, I don't know, I thought Ted Cruz did a great job on this. Uh, He is just going after the Attorney General Merrick Garland and makes some pretty valid points. And listen as Garland tries to obfuscate and dance around what he really didn't want to answer. Well done, Ted Cruz. As you know, as I observed at your confirmation hearing, you had built a long record on the Federal Court of Appeals and a reputation of being relatively nonpartisan. And so I had hopes that your tenure as attorney general would continue that record. I have to say I'm deeply disappointed in what the last two years have shown. In my judgment, the Department of Justice has been politicized to the greatest extent I've ever seen in this country. And it has done a discredit to the Department of Justice, to the FBI, and the administration of law in this country. Let me start with a simple question. General Garland... Is it a federal crime to protest outside of a judge's home with the intent of influencing that judge as to a pending case? Uh, The answer to that is yes, but I also want to at least respond to your characterization of the department, which I vigorously disagree with. I believe the men and women of the department pursue their work every single day in a nonpartisan and appropriate way. General Garland, there are thousands of men and women who do that. And I'll tell you, I hear from prosecutors at the Department of Justice. I hear from agents at the FBI who are angry that it is treated as the enforcement arm for the DNC instead of upholding the law in a fair and even-handed manner. So you are right. There are thousands of men and women that are, that are doing the job, but it is the political leadership that you're responsible for. So you just said, yes, it's a crime to protest at the home of a judge. Same goes for jurors, by the way, with the intent of influencing a case. But in the wake of the leak of the Dobbs decision... When rioters descended on the homes of six Supreme Court justices, night after night after night, you did nothing. The department did nothing. When extremist groups like Ruth Senas and Jane's Revenge openly organized campaigns of harassment at the homes of justices, you sat on your hands. When these same groups posted online information about where the justices worship, or their home addresses, or where their kids went to school, you again sat on your hands and did nothing. Your failure to act to protect the safety of the justices and their families was an obvious product of political bias. You agree with Roe versus Wade, you disagree with the Dobbs decision, And the Department of Justice under this president was perfectly happy to refuse to enforce the law and allow threats of violence. And as you know, those threats finally materialized with Nicholas Roski, a 26-year-old man from California who traveled across the country, was arrested outside the home of Justice Kavanaugh, armed with a handgun, a knife, and burglary tools. 
And he said he came there to kill Justice Kavanaugh because he was enraged by the leaked opinion. Now, of course, you're prosecuting that individual for attempted murder. But did you bring even a single case to enforce this law? Or did the Department of Justice decide this law doesn't apply if it's harassing justices for an opinion we don't like? When the Dobbs uh, draft was leaked, I did something no attorney general in the history of the department had ever done before. For the first time in history, I ordered United States Marshals 24-7 to defend every uh, residence of every justice. Well, Garland, as a judge, you're familiar with asking counsel I'm to answer an a question. I am Has the Department of Justice enforced this statute? Have you brought a single case? against any of these protesters threatening the judgment justices under 18 U.S.C. Section 1507. Have you brought even one? Senator, you asked me whether I sat on my hands, and quite the opposite. I sent okay, 70 United States Marshals. Let me try again. To and let me you, has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes-no question. It's not a give a speech on the other things you did. The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives so of the So the answer is no. Is to defend the lives of the justices, and that's their number one priority. They have Why are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this, in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute, yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't, and what we have done is defended to the lives of the justices with so how 70 do you decide, U.S. Marshals. How do you decide which criminal statutes the, the DOJ enforces and which one it doesn't? The United States Marshals know that they have full okay, you, I recognize you want to give a separate speech. No, I don't want How to How do you decide which statutes you enforce and which ones you don't? The marshals on scene make that determination in light of the priority of defense. The marshals do not make a determination over whether to prosecute you. The attorney general make a determination and you spent 20 years as a judge and you're perfectly content with justices being afraid for their children's lives. And you did nothing to prosecute it. Let's shift that, to another is, area. Can I answer the question? You, no, the, you the cannot. General, you have refused to answer the question. I am question. answering your question. The how attorney you general choose, does not decide whether to how arrest. How did you choose not to, not to enforce this statute? The marshals on scene. Marshals don't make that decision. They do make the decision of whether to make to an prosecute arrest. prosecute someone? No, they don't. If they make a, uh, if they make Marshals a, do not if, have prosecution. If they authority. make an arrest, right, then it goes to the marshals. Let's change topics because our, our time is limited. We've also seen across the country violent attacks at crisis pregnancy centers. Ted Cruz just really laying it into him. Um, it, it, it's, it's really, the Justice Department has become incredibly political. Uh, we know the FBI has. It's just a mess. Uh, and they're going to continue to uh, persecute conservatives everywhere. It's just not going to, it's not going to be abated. It's going to continue. And it'll continue until both Democrats and the Republicans start realizing the real villain here. And the real villain is big government. That they have the power to do things they shouldn't have the power to do. Uh, speaking of big government, I want to. Uh, I got a message uh, this morning from uh, Christy. Hi, Gary. Love the show. Thank you so much for mentioning how asinine this tax break for films is. It makes me physically ill to think they'll offer these elites tax breaks. Meanwhile, we Missourians are still paying personal property taxes. Thanks again for mentioning how ridiculous this is. Shame on the Republicans for pushing this ridiculous thing through. So they're going to give tax breaks to uh, 
these TV companies and, and movie uh, uh, companies, if they come to Missouri under the right circumstances. And my argument yesterday was, and I stand behind this, why would you offer them a tax break? Why wouldn't you just give every business in the state of Missouri that's been here forever a tax break? They're here. They're supporting the, the state. They're paying taxes. Give them the break. Who the hell cares where they film some progressive liberal left-wing s- slop for TV or a movie? Yeah, what are you Republicans thinking in the Capitol? Are you thinking that somehow if you give them a tax break, these people will come here and, and be nice to you? Absolutely not. Look at the slop that's on TV. Look at the slop in the movies. Uh, do you see any really conservative movies floating around out there? Conservative TV shows floating around out there? No. They don't deserve a tax break. The people in the state of Missouri who have a business here, they deserve a tax break. That is so stupid. And this is supposed to be the party of, you know, small government and uh, freedom and liberty and all this nonsense. Well, how about freeing up the people in the state of Missouri? Strikes me as a much more important way to go. 874 9390-800-529-5572. I'm going to play some audio for, well, actually, maybe not. Um, there is some audio out there. I'll see if we can get it for you. Of a woman crying about her children and fentanyl poisoning. And what she's trying to do is convince the administration to tighten the border. That somehow she is of the impression this will help solve the problem. I assure you, it will not. We'll see if we can get this audio to you. At the very least, I'll explain my thinking. And a lot of you are going, you're going to want to pay attention because a lot of you are going to get upset with me for what I'm going to say. I am sure. All right, we'll do that next on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. We're going to play some audio here, and I'm going to make some comments, and I think a lot of people are going to be upset with me, but I've got to be honest, uh, and uh, I'm sure that um, some of you are going to be really, really angry and and think that I'm I'm heartless, but I really am not, Uh, and I really think that people need to understand what we're doing in this country to each other. In the meantime, it is uh, 950, 5-0-9-50. Uh Before we get into that audio, let me go to the phone. Sam is on the line. Sam, good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? I do am well, thank you. Um, the, the other morning, um, your morning program had another proof that we may have a Republican supermajority down in, um, in in Jefferson City, but we do not have a conservative uh, uh, bend. The part of the conversation was the state somehow paying for a museum that is now in Kansas City that could not take care of itself. Um, um, so the and I've been there, the, the that Steamboat Museum, and it's fantastic, but. Where is it in our Constitution that we as taxpayers subsidize something that the people, wherever it may be located, whether it's kept in Kansas City, moved to Jefferson City? I know people in Pemiscot County. I know people in Mississippi County. I know people down in the Boot Hill, down in the extreme southwest, 
who will never be able to or want to visit something that they're paying for if it is subsidized. And I'm just trying to figure out why a Republican who, who you know, and again, I know the answer, you know the answer, who, who presents themselves as a we're your conservative alternative would want to involve you and me as taxpayers in that kind of thing when the private market has already said, look, this doesn't work or the private market would be doing it. I've made this argument, Sam, a million times on the radio. It's like Nolan's Law of Economics. If a business needs money from taxpayers to survive, it shouldn't exist. It's just plain and simple. Banks look at a business plan and they go, yes, we can turn a profit. They'll be successful. We will invest. If a bank looks at the business and says no, we're not interested. We don't think we'll be able to turn a profit. That's because they think you won't be a success. Now, you turn around and go to the government, hat in hand, this is a waste of taxpayer money. So yeah, but it's, it's, not, a, it's not their money, so it's easy to spend as you know. It's easy to spend other people's money. Yep. And and and, and what gets me more than anything, I, you know, I know how politicians work. Okay, but to say you're conservative but not have conservative values, you and I as a consumer are being suckered, and uh, our quote Republican supermajority is just that. But it's not a conservative supermajority. And people say we need a third party. No, we need a second party. Because what we have now is one party. Yep, a uniparty. I mean, how, here you live in Columbia, right? I do. All right, so we have the, and this is all from progressives. We have the Columbia boondoggle, uh, the blind boon home. We spent, what, how much money, Brian? A million plus? A million dollars, yep. To, to rebuild the blind boon home. We shouldn't have. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a rodent's rectum about that place. Nobody is, you know, they're not flying into Columbia in, a, in an attempt to get an opportunity to take a, a stroll through that house. They well, do it at mention, the city level. They do it at the Gary, the hobo haven that we are putting in place. Um, I just saw a little documentary last night done by someone and uh, a news channel happened to pick it up on YouTube concerning what has happened to Seattle. And, um, you know, it, it, it's out there and um, you can see it and you can tell it's coming. Um, so you ask, do I, do I live in Columbia? The answer is for the time being. Yeah, I know. I got out of the city. All right. Sam, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, 874-9390, toll free 800-529-5572. I'm going to play some audio now. You're probably going to hate me when you hear my response to this. But... Frankly, we, it's time that we're honest about what's going on. This is a mother who lost two children to fentanyl poisoning. Here's the audio. Should never have happened to you. It should never happen to any family. It happens to families at, at home where I live. It happens to pretty much everyone we know. And I want to ask you, and I, first I want to thank you for being brave to come here and share your grief with our committee. But... Ms. Kiesling, would your sons be alive today if the if our government would secure our southern border? The year Caleb was born, 2000, there were 20,000 drug-related deaths. And the year they died, it was five times as many. 
And um, I appreciate you using the term fentanyl poisoning because that's what it was. It wasn't an overdose. They had no idea that they were doing anything that could kill them. And it's because fentanyl got into this country. I, I heard this man over here from the Cato Institute, you know, talk about, well, it's because of demand. What I'm hearing him say is they asked for it. What the hell? Seriously? Are you kidding me? We need to protect our children. They didn't ask for that. This wasn't demand that they wanted the fentanyl. They didn't want fentanyl. They thought they were getting Percocets. Okay? He's absolutely clueless. Like, total disconnect from what's happening. Um, you know, and to say, oh, let's just give them strips or let's give them rehab. Well, you know what? My kids got the federal. My son Caleb went to federal rehab. It was a flop house. It wasn't real rehab. You're wasting your money where you're sending it. All I'm right, telling all right. you. Stop. That's enough. That's enough. All right. So here is the brutal, honest truth. She is as responsible as anyone else for her son's death. She is. She wants to blame it on the border. Don't get me wrong. I, I think we do need some kind of order at the border, and I've talked about it in the past. But the truth is, she is accountable. She is the one that didn't teach her kids not to take pills from anybody. She is the one that couldn't find a way to convince her kids to stay away from anything that she or a doctor doesn't give them. Now, if you think there is something they can do at the border to stop fentanyl from coming in, we're talking about thousands of miles of open land. And if you think that you can somehow stop fentanyl from coming across, then you need to explain to me what that is. Because right now there are people in prison. They're locked up behind iron bars. There are walls all the way around the complex, and there are armed guards, barbed wire, and all kinds of preventative measures that keep these people isolated from society. And they get drugs. Now, if they can get drugs, how do you think you'll ever secure the border enough to prevent drugs from coming in? Now, the solution, as I've told you in the past, is to eliminate the black market. And you do that by legalizing drugs. China will not be sending fentanyl-laced pharmaceuticals into this country... To be sold on the street when somebody can go into a drugstore and know exactly what they're getting. You want to kill that black market, you legalize drugs. It's not the government's job to protect you from your own behavior. Well, we've got some uh, Show Me Institute topics, including education, coming up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.